Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to the Iron Podcast. Marcus with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. More information, go to axontire.com. Tractor Zoom delivering insights. Uh, if you're looking for a great place to go see what's going on in the auction market, uh, use uh, Tractor Zoom's Iron Comps, uh, 500 independent auction houses, and you can really great way to track what's going on there from across North American marketplace. And also Arrow, a simple, powerful CRM to use for salespeople. So Chip is with Blue Roof Agri-Marketing out of Morton, Illinois, and he is cool enough to come on a couple times a week to sit down and uh, kind of chat about what's happening. And, you know, Chip, we've, we hit the markets uh, earlier this week on the grain side and spent a little time talking about what's going on in the protein markets. And I guess as you take a look around, um, you know, cattle prices are kind of bouncing back and forth. Hog prices are kind of bouncing back and forth. They're worried about some, some supply issues and, and uh, the AFS scare in the, in the, you know, North American marketplace is, uh, it's getting a little bit more abrupt because it just keeps inching closer. So I guess as you take a look at what's going on in the protein complex, Chip, what's your, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, it's kind of a, actually an interesting uh, setup we've got. I mean, you, on the one hand, you've got the cattle market and, um, you know, box beef have just been on fire, uh, just straight up move for the last five or six weeks. Finally starting to cool off and seasonally, this is the time of year that you normally uh, see that, you know, we're kind of right up against Labor Day and then post Labor Day, uh, domestic uh, demand usually starts falling a little bit. You see a relaxation in a box beef. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of optimism built into our deferred cattle. You know, for example, we had February cattle, um, you know, north of uh, 140 here the other day in the December uh, you know, knocking on the door of that. And so that's with the current cash market somewhere in the, you know, call it, it's kind of the part of the problem is determining where the cash market is depends on where, where you're at in the country, but 122 to 124, there has been some 126, 127s paid, but point being the deferred, uh, live cattle futures are, you know, 10 plus dollars ahead of where the cash market is. Uh, reflecting some optimism that our numbers are going to shrink and things get better down the road. The the hog market's the exact opposite. You've got the lean index somewhere right around 106 right now. 
and you look at October lean hogs, same thing applies there, right? Usually when you get into the third and fourth quarter of the year, you see, you know, demand kind of go uh, lower, um, numbers start growing, and usually hogs put a seasonal break in. But you've got October hog futures with 60 days or less to expiration, almost $30 below where the lean index is. So almost two, you know, exact opposite market dynamics we have going in when you look at the cattle market versus the hog market. And, um, you know, on the one hand, you look at cattle and you're saying, well, as a producer, should I be looking at 140 out here on these deferreds and, you know, doing something to maybe take some risk off the table, lock a floor in, but maybe leave some, some upside open. We got a lot of, you know, black swan potential out there. This thing in Afghanistan, uh, you know, COVID shutdowns in various parts of the world. There's lots of uncertainty out there. And then on the, on the other hand, you're out here, if you're a hog producer, you're saying, well, yeah, that you mentioned it, you know, we recently found, uh, ASF and, um, Dominican Republic. It's getting closer and closer to, uh, you know, homeland, uh, here. That's obviously a, a big risk out there, but you know, barring that, is there a lot of downside risk out here when the futures are pricing in something that's, you know, near $30 below where, uh, the lean index is. So, uh, very interesting dynamics brewing in, in our livestock markets here. Do you think if uh, Mexico comes up with, with AFS that that's going to really shift the hog market quickly? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think the closer it gets, obviously, I, I think that there's a big risk out there. Um, you know, that the day that they announce that, you know, we were immediately limit down, uh, you know, when they announced that, uh, uh, outbreak in the Dominican Republic. Um, yes, uh, you know, the closer that gets, um, I, I think that's just going to be more and more, uh, of an issue. Um, obviously it was catastrophic for China when they had it. Um, I don't know that it would, it, it would be bad. Don't get me wrong if we found it here, but I, I think <laughs> we probably have the safest, um, you know, security of you know our protein supply arguably of anywhere in the world so it would be bad but i don't think the result necessarily would be the same as uh what they found in china you know as the results of that market wise it would be very rough for a period of time unquestionably um you know on the on the one hand uh, uh, immediately if they if they found that yeah you could argue you're going to be limited down for several days but then the the aftermath of that is if they have to destroy you know herds or um uh, you know the the meat part of that uh, out ahead of us it's going to get it's going to shrink supply and you know potentially be price friendly so right you know you never know how these things will go but obviously the closer that gets you know, kind of more that ticking time bomb, uh, you know, grows a little bit louder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about box B for just a little bit. You hit on it for just a, just a second there, but this is the first time where, um, you know, box beef is, has uh, struggled a little bit. So I guess talk about that a little bit and what you see happening there. Yeah, there's, um, you know, and it's right on time seasonally. Um, 
and there's no, you know, big mystery uh, about that. We kind of talked about that earlier where, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of summer type pent up uh, buying people grilling out, uh, better weather. And, and, you know, once Labor Day comes and you're past that, you know, you might have a few more good weeks, but then, you know, fall and winter comes and, you know, that demand, uh, goes down a little bit. And, and so that's, that's normal. I wouldn't say that we're necessarily in a, in a normal time frame here with what's going on coming out of, uh, you know, COVID shutdowns a year ago and, uh, you know, countries kind of reopening and stimulating a lot of pent up demand there. So I'm not saying that it were necessarily normal, but this is the time of year on the calendar. We need to be kind of thinking that maybe we could put a top in box beef. It's had a huge run. Um, it just because if the box beef market does break, it doesn't mean it has to be largely detrimental to cash prices. There's so much margin packers, you know, looking at near record, if not record, uh, packing margins on the beef side of the equation right now they have for a long long time starting to be a little more national press i just saw a story today on a, a you know website area that you know norm it's not a non-agricultural type website it's starting to get some to be some press about the packer margins and record profitability there obviously the feedlot operator has known that for a while it's a bit frustrating it hasn't uh resulted in you know, better cash prices to the, to the feedlot. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I think box beef arguably, um, uh, could, could break a little bit. And I think cattle prices are going to be pretty, um, responsive to that initially. It, it, there's going to be some give or take here. Cause we've never really seen this big of margins before, because when box beef would break, that would shrink into packer margins, obviously. And and that had a bigger influence on cash prices. You know, not, now you could break box beef fifty bucks, seventy bucks. It's probably not. You know, still going to be profitable levels even at steady cash. So that that correlation may not be like it uh, used to be, but that doesn't mean you still won't see uh, a normal seasonal type break in 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 box beef in here. Uh, yesterday was kind of the first day in a long, long time you've really seen. A pretty healthy break in that. Now the midday, there's a midday, uh, you know, meat report. It was back up just a little bit at midday, and that brought the futures off the lows a little bit. We still closed lower, but well off the lows, and so it just shows you that the the cattle market is going to be very responsive to to box beef here initially if that would start breaking. And uh, and there's nothing to say it won't initially, you know, kind of hurt cash cattle trade a little bit we've really been struggling to get uh get much going in in the cash market uh relative to what you would think it would be doing with as high a price of box beef as we have right now so that that link is a little bit broke recently yep yep well long moving parts here chip if folks want to reach out to you and get more information about the plan they're working on or just starting that plan process because as we've seen here on the grain side, as well as on the on the protein side, there's just a lot of moving parts right now, and a lot of things going in a lot of different directions. So, no better time to have to work on that plan than now. So, if they want to reach out to you, Chip, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way is just uh, give us a call. Our uh, our our main office number here in Morton, Illinois, three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. You know, I'd add to that plan, Casey, that uh, on on both the 
especially the the cattle side, but to uh, also to a lesser extent on the on the hog side, uh, this you know LRP insurance is they've made some tweaks to that, and and it's really working into producers' plans um, a lot better than it used to. So. Uh, you know, planning is is key to this, and uh, there's a lot of different avenues out there. So our guys in Texas are doing some some really neat things with this uh, uh, LRP uh, livestock insurance, and uh, be happy to chat with you. Give us a call if uh, if we can be of assistance. Right on. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you're going to find the latest editions of Moving Iron Podcast, as well as all the blog posts that get post it out there go to movingironllc.com for the entire library of the blog moving iron blog as well as the moving iron podcast and all the information about all the guys that are a part of this uh, guys and gals that are part of this uh, podcast so with that i'm casey seymour chip nelger let's move smart folks out you want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment whether you represent the sales parts or management department of an implement dealership there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, Head over to axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron Moving iron In the 21st century